yesterday went over to the Eastside Church of Christ in Forney, and our chorus did a marvelous job, a marvelous job uh, under under the direction of um, our choral director, Minister of Music, Brother Mario. Mario, thank you so much for your deposits uh, into our chorus. Thank we appreciate them. Avenue F, they did us good. Amen. Uh, also, we want to make sure that our Ladies' Day on September the 14th, our ladies were here on yesterday, and our ladies did a wonderful job in cleaning up this building. You can just tell that they have done a wonderful job, and we thank them for that. And so if you would oblige yourself, September the 14th, and on the last Sunday of next month, our church picnic. Amen, somebody. It'll, it'll be my first one. I can't wait. Amen. I want to I wanna see where brothers around here can barbecue. Amen, somebody. I think, I think he's sitting over there. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's sitting over there, but it's, it's all good, um, and I, I, really, I really can't wait to share that time with you. I know you're wondering why our kids have come in, and our kids have come in because we're going to spend this time praying over our children. Uh, this, week, this week, many of our kids, tomorrow, they will return uh, back to school. And listen, I don't want to send my Claire to school and the Lord not go with her. And so we want to pray. So I would ask all of our youth, would you please come? All our youth, come on up here with me. Come on up here. It's okay. You won't get in trouble. Come on. Come on, all my youth. Come on. You're not going to get in trouble. Come on. All my youth. And, and with our youth, listen, listen, not only our youth need praying for, but parents, anybody here need prayer? So if, if you see one of your children up here, you come on up here and you grab your child's hand and you pray with your child. If you see your child up here, you come on up here and you hold hands with your child and you pray with your child. I'm sorry, did I say youth? Did I say parents? Any teachers need prayer? Lord, come, I'm going to say it one more time. Any teachers in here? <laughs> Any administrators in here need some prayer? Let's, uh, let's pray together this morning. So parents, our youth, would you please come and let's pray together? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for God allowing our children to make it safe through this summertime. Lord, thank you so much that you have given us time to share with our children. Lord, we thank you so much for allowing them to make it through the last school year. And Lord, thank you for this new school year. Lord God, we just ask you that as our children prepare to go back to school this year, that you might bless them, that you might be with them. Father God, please go into the schools with them. Lord, please guide them. Be with them in their academics, in their athletics, in their extracurricular activities. Lord, would you please guide them? Lord, be with us as parents, Lord that we might continue to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Lord, just guide us to help us be the example that they need to be as they go to school and represent not only our name, but more importantly, represent your name. Lord, those of us that are educators that work in public education and, and private education, education, Lord, we just ask you, would you please bless us and give us the strength to teach our children through the smooth times and the rocky times. Help us to stay dedicated, knowing that we are shaping, directly shaping the future of our youth's lives. Lord, be with our administrators as they govern 
over our schools, that they might make decisions that are in the best interest of our children's futures, Lord. Lord, we love you and we guide you, Lord. Lord, help us as we go through our dark times to look to you. And Lord, also help us, Lord, as we celebrate our victories to thank you for all that you have done. Lord, we love you and we appreciate you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. The 23rd Psalm is where we'll be this morning. So if you would, please, as our children return, would you please join me in the 23rd Psalm? The 23rd Psalm is where we shall gather our attention today. Psalm chapter number 23. All right. Are you there? All right. Now, you know, this isn't a surprise. We've been here now, what, for three weeks? Amen. This is our fourth, our fourth installation of this. And so it's our prayer that God might, God might guide us. You ready? The Lord... I'm sorry, let's quote it together already. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now today, family, our key verse, our key verse, we have two more weeks of this, but our key verse today is verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Today I want to preach to you from the sermon title, Relax and Take Notes. Amen. So I thought my millennials would get crunk right there. Let me say it one more time. That is uh, relax, relax. And take, that's eight ball, in, never mind, I'm sorry, that's my heathen, that's my heathen side. It's all good, it's all good. Listen, let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this preaching moment. Thank you so much for the opportunity to open your word and study your truths. Lord, have mercy, I just ask you to be with us as we study your word, that as James says, we might not be hearers only, but that we might be doers, more importantly. And Lord, give us the strength that as your word is spoken, our lives might not only be informed, but our lives might be transformed. Lord, thank you so much, and help all of us to open our hearts to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Family, our parents, they did the best they could to raise us the best way they knew how, didn't they? They did the best they knew how, and but the truth of the matter is, if we be honest, we didn't always listen, did we? Amen. We didn't always listen. And I remember as a child that my mother not only had rules for in her house, but my mom had rules 
for what happened outside of her house. Amen. I got an old school mama. And I remember that mom had a rule, and that was, listen, see, my mama was old school. That is, my mama decided when you could play, what you could play, and who you could play with. My mama had a rule that, listen, you can play with anybody in this neighborhood, but when he come outside, you bring yourself back in my house. <laughs> anybody here had a neighborhood bully when you were growing up? Amen, somebody, a neighborhood bully. Y'all know about the bullies? You might not know about the bully because you was the bully. Amen, somebody. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but you had neighborhood bullies. Y'all know them. Y'all know the neighborhood bullies that all the kids are scared of them. Not only the kids, the adults are scared of them, and not only the other adults, even their own parents might even be afraid of them. And I remember there, there was a kid in our neighborhood that my mama said, you don't play with that boy. But family, that was a rule I thought that when I was a little boy, amen, somebody, but I grew up. And I thought that even though mama had that rule when I was small, that that rule didn't apply to me when I got older. And so therefore, I looked out my window one day and I see my neighbors next door playing basketball in their yard. And, 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 I, and I saw him out there, but I figured that was an old rule. I'm good, I'm older now. And so I went out there and I started playing. Now anybody that knows about playing street basketball, everybody starts as friends. Help me somebody, but, but, but. All it takes is somebody saying one thing or giving one elbow and all that friendship go out the window and now you become enemies, amen. And something must have happened where I elbowed him or I must have said something, I don't, I don't remember, I was a good heathen then, amen. But listen, listen, yeah, yeah, but I must have said something or did something and I remember he turned around and looked at me and y'all, amen, amen. He turned and looked and, 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 and he started coming towards me, y'all, and as far as he came toward me, I just started backing up, amen, somebody. He, I said, Lord, have mercy. How am I going to explain these bruises he's about to give me? How am I going to explain this whipping? I'm about, mama told me, don't play with, how am I going to explain this, y'all? I'm backing up, and as I start backing up, y'all, I was good because he started throwing punches, but whenever he throw a punch, I duck it. Y'all, amen, somebody. I, I, was, I got real, I was ducking him, and I was moving. I'm backing up, and Lord, have mercy. And y'all, as I'm backing up, I get to a point where now I'm terrified. He gets ready to throw a punch, and this one's getting ready to connect. And as he throws this punch, I hear from behind me, leave him alone, and you better not touch him. That was my big sister. Amen. So that was my big sister. And big sister came out of, big sister came out the garage, and y'all, listen, listen. He was getting ready to hit me, but when she came out, he immediately stopped coming towards me, and then he started backing up, amen. And when he started backing up, that's when I said, yeah, buddy, amen. Hey, hey, let's go, let's get it, amen, let's, let's go. You wanted it, amen, amen, you wanted it. Now look, hey, 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 hey. I ain't scared no more, amen, somebody. And I wasn't scared because my sister was with me. And that's the same thing David is saying in this text. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That there were some enemies I used to be afraid of, 
But because I know who's with me, the same people I used to be afraid of, now I can walk in their presence with confidence because I know who's walking with me. We've been now in this psalm going on now three weeks. And you and I know through review, you know that, the she- that, the, that David the sheep, he started by showing us that the shepherd will not stop until the sheep have adequate food to eat. That is, he will guide them to green pastures. Once they get done eating, the shepherd knows now that they need something to drink. And the shepherd will go down to the stream. He will dam up the stream so the water will stop flowing so that now the sheep can drink. And when the sheep have eaten well and they have drink to their fill. Now the sheep, the shepherd has allowed them and given them the environment where they are comfortable and they can do what? Lay down. And then the next morning comes. And when the next morning comes, the shepherd now begins to lead the sheep again. And as he leads the sheep, the Bible says they come up to these overgrown bushes And the shepherd now begins to make a path with his rod. Y'all remember that? He makes a path with his rod. That is, he goes through because they can't go around. So he takes out his rod and he begins to clear all the brush, all the thorns, all the thistles, all the briars. He begins to clear all of that and he clears it. You ready? He literally makes a path of righteousness. And now as they begin to walk further, the Bible says that the shepherd realizes now that all of the food on this side of the mountain has been eaten up. But my sheep need to eat. And he says, but there were some other shepherds that told me that on the other side of the mountain that there were, there's another field for the sheep to eat. But here's the problem. There's a mountain on this side and there's a mountain on this side. Now here it is. My sheep can't go over the mountain. They don't have the endurance. They can't go around the mountain for they'll get too tired. He says, so the only way for my sheep to get from one side of the mountain to the other side of the mountain is that we have to go in between the mountain. And now that they have to go between the mountain, the Bible says as they go between, now now listen, now, now it says they go in through a place between the mountain called what? The valley. Amen. Y'all hear the valley. Now here's the problem. When you and I think of valleys, what do we typically think of? We think of plush green grass that lays between two mountainsides that has about a mile and a half between it where there are streams running through it, where there's green grass that is fertile for them to be able to eat. That ain't what David is talking about. And I know it's not what he's talking about because David describes this valley. You ready? He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So the type of valley David is talking about is not one plush green laid with streams running through it. David is talking about a valley that is dark. He's talking about a valley that does not have food ready to eat. He's talking about a valley that beneath your feet, it is not green grass, it is rather hard rock. 
He's talking about a valley that on each wall, it is not green plush grass and green forage for you to eat. He's talking about rocks are up against the wall as high as you can get. Now, y'all, do y'all see this picture now? So when David says that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David is saying, listen, my shepherd is leading me down into this dark ravine. You ready? Where I have no food and I have no water. But you know what? Even though my shepherd is leading me there, I am going to be okay. But can I tell you something first? You know something about valleys, y'all ready? You need to know there are enemies down there in the valley. Can I help you right there? There are some enemies down there in the valley. When you in the valley, you ain't down there by yourself. You ready? There are some enemies in the valley. You know what the enemies are? First of all, you have the enemy of hunger. That is, ain't no food in the valley. Second of all, you have the enemy of thirst. That is, you have nothing to drink down there in the valley. But do you also know that there is another enemy in the valley called holes? Mm, mm, mm. Holes. That is, you could just be walking along and you step in something that you can't get yourself out of. I wish I had some Christians in here that could be honest right now. That sometimes when, now listen, you ready? The shepherd, the shepherd led me into the valley and I'm following the shepherd, but every now and then I find myself stepping into something that I can't get myself out of. So number one, there are some holes in the valley. And can I tell you something else about enemies in the valley? In the valley, there are some enemies that you can see. But in the valley, there are some enemies that you can't, amen, somebody that you can't see. You ready? When I went down into the valley, I knew it wasn't no food down there. I can see that. I can see that there is no water down there. I, can, I know that. If I'm careful enough, I can even see the potholes before I step into them. I'm cautious of that. But do you know that there are some enemies in front of you while you're walking in the valley with the Lord that they ain't out in the open where you can easily see them? There are some enemies that will hide behind stuff. Preach, Ross, I will right there. You ready? All your enemies in your life are not visible and in front of you. There are some enemies in your life that will hide behind stuff. Can I just name a few of them? Now, now wait a minute now for the sheep. For the sheep, some enemies you can see. Wolves, you can see them. Uh, 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 coyotes, you can see them. You ready? But there are some enemies that hide behind things. Lord have mercy. Can I say it one more time? It's some enemies that they hide. And you know what they do when they hide? They're hiding because they don't want for you to see them and so as you walk, you won't see them, but as you walk past them, they'll run up behind you. They will grab you, and they will hurt you. Now, can I help you with something? One thing that the enemies down in the valley, the coyotes and the wolves, what they wanted was they wanted to get the sheep that had stepped in the hole. Lord, have mercy. Can I say it one more time? You ready? You need to understand that everybody that comes to you when you step off in a hole, they ain't there to get you out the hole. Everybody that comes down there in the valley with you 
ain't that a help you? There are some people that love to feast on people that have fallen. Lord have mercy. There are some people, they are waiting for you to fall. And do you even know that there are some enemies that will dig a hole for you? They'll dig a hole for you. And then they'll go... Amen, somebody. And they'll wait for you to get yourself caught off in something. Amen, somebody. And then here they come. Now, when they come, you think that they're coming to help you, but they ain't coming to help you. They coming to get you while you already down. Amen, somebody. Amen, amen. That's some of your enemies. But you also need to understand, some folk didn't dig a hole for you. Ready? They just waiting for you. They hiding behind stuff. Can I help y'all right there about hiding them? It's something about hiding, though, when your enemies hide. Look at the text. The text said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, you ready? How did the shepherd know that there was an enemy ahead? Lord have mercy. How did the shepherd know that there's danger up ahead? He knew because they were casting a shadow. A shadow. And so the shepherd would see the shadow. And the shepherd knew that there was an enemy there. Now somebody needs to ask me, preacher, preacher, how do I know who my enemies are? You know who your enemies are because the light will give you recognition from the shadow in which they cast. See, you need to know, you need to know that your enemies, God, listen, listen, listen. Psalm says it this way, Psalm says it this way. It says, Lord, your word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. And so as you go through your valley with the Lord, here's what happens. If you stay in your word, which is the light, the light will shine onto your, onto your enemies. And you will be able to see who your enemies are because the word of God will shine on them and the Lord will be able to show you, there you go right, amen, somebody. There you go right there, amen, amen. It's important to know who your enemies are. Everybody in the valley ain't that'll help you. It's some folk that's looking to hurt you. But you're ready for David, and this is what we got to get, y'all. You ready for David? But David says, even though I know the enemy is up there, I'm going to walk. Lord, have mercy. Y'all ready? That tells me two things. Number one, if I'm walking, you know what that means? I ain't stopping. Even though I know he up there, that ain't going to make me turn around and go back. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on walking. And you know what else it shows me, number two? Number two, it shows me he didn't run. Because if I run, I'm going to get ahead of the shepherd, and the shepherd won't be able to protect me. And by me running, guess what that means? Me running means I don't trust the shepherd to protect me. So he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk. Now here it is. He didn't say I'm going to walk in the valley. Walking in the valley means I'm in the valley, Lord, Lord, I'm in the valley. I'm just, I'm, 
I'm in the valley. Okay, I'm walking, but I'm in the valley. He says, no, 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 no. I'm going to walk through the valley. Now, David, why are you walking through the valley? He says, because I realize the valley don't last always. Amen, somebody. I realize dark times don't last always. He says, I know that if I just keep on walking, I'm going to make it out of this mess that I found myself in. If I just keep on trusting in my shepherd, I know that there's going to be an end to this season in my life that I'm going through. So while y'all enemies are staying in the valley, that's fine. You stay in it, but I'm going to walk through it. Now here's the question. David. David. What you know about enemies? David. What you know about enemies hiding and looking to get you? Can I tell y'all something? Sometimes your enemies are not the people outside your house. All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Go to 1 Samuel. Let me show you what I'm talking. Now, you want to get this? Go to 1 Samuel. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. 1 Samuel 18, verse number 5. Let me show you something. Mm-hmm. 1 Samuel um, chapter 18, verse number 5. Okay. Are y'all there? All right. The Bible says this. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and prospered. And Saul set him over the men of war. And it was pleasing in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. It happened as they were coming when David returned from killing the Philistine that the women came out of the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. The women sang as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Then Saul became very angry. For this saying displeased him, and he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, but to me they have ascribed thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? You ready? Look at this. Saul looked at David with suspicion from that day on. Now it came about on the next day that an evil spirit from God came mightily upon Saul, and he raved in the midst of the house while David was playing the harp. And as usual, and a spear in his hand. Saul hurled the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped from his presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David, for the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence and appointed him as his commander of a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. Look at verse 14, though. But David was prospering in all of his ways, for the Lord was with him. Now, F, I got to teach you something right here. In your valley, you're right. There's some holes you can step in. In your valley, you're right. There are some wolves that can come out and get you, and some coyotes that'll come get you. In your valley, there are some enemies hiding behind the wall. But do you know one of those enemies that's hiding behind the wall? You better be very careful when you walk into your valley and you run into insecure people. An insecure person is a person that doesn't even like their own self. An insecure person is a person that does not like where they are in life. An insecure person is a person that will do anything to keep you down to lift them up. 
And you see right here in the text, what happened, y'all? David had come back from war. David had been out fighting, him and Saul fighting together. And when David came back from fighting, the Bible says that there were some women that started singing. Lord, have mercy. Can I say it one more time? David had come back from fighting, and then the women started singing. But were they singing? Saul has killed his thousands. But David, his ten thousand. Amen, somebody. And the Bible says that Saul began to look at David with suspicion because of what the women were singing. Now, here's the problem that you need to know about insecure people. With insecure people, you ain't got to say nothing. David didn't say nothing. It was the other people that began to sing about, amen, somebody. There was, there was other people that started singing about what David had done. But it was because of what other people said about David that Saul became insecure. Lord, help me right here. That is, let me tell you something. All of your enemies in your life, you ready? You didn't make them because you did something wrong to them. You made them because you were serving God. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. You made them because you were serving God. And you're ready? All it took was somebody telling you something good in front of them. Preach, Ross. I will. You ready? You ready? All you did was serve God and do the best you knew how to do. And all it took was somebody getting up in front of church and say, boy, boy, you sure did well. Boy, you did good. And you ready? Here come the insecure people. Well, well, I mean, hey. I mean, I don't know why they saying that about him. I mean, I can sing too. I can, I can, I can, I can, I, I serve too. Ain't nobody say nothing about me. I mean, well, you ain't gonna say nothing about me. Look at all I've done for this church. You ain't gonna say insecure people. Insecure people. You know something else about insecure people you gotta watch out for? You gotta watch out for insecure people when you don't acknowledge them publicly for something that they did privately. Lord have mercy. I ain't preaching what I heard, I'm preaching what I know. You got some people that if you don't acknowledge them in front of everybody and give them their accolades and tell them every time they do something, thank you, you appreciate you, we couldn't do it without you. You got some people, if you don't give them all that, if you don't always congratulate them, if you don't give them a plaque, if you don't give them an award, they ain't going to do nothing else. And my question to you, if you're like that, is who are you working for? Are you working for people so that you can get praise from people? Or are you working because you want to hear God say the last day, well done, my good and faithful servant. Avenue F, I pray to God that we are a church that people don't got to pat you on your back for you to do stuff. But you, you have the kind of spirit that says, ain't nobody got to say nothing about me. Ain't nobody got to congratulate me. Ain't nobody got to give me an award. But you know what? I'm not working for the reward down here. I'm working to get my reward, which the Lord had for me up in heaven. Am I talking to anybody in here this morning? But here's what you got to know. That's what I tell folks. Amen. And if, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You better watch this one, too. You even got to watch when you tell people stuff in front of other people. And you don't do it to bring nobody else down. Brother, I was just telling you that you clean today. Brother, you clean, Doc, man. Look, you're matching, Doc. You got all, you look at your suede shoes, Doc. You look good, bro. I didn't tell you that to talk about nobody else. I was just telling you that you dress well. But an insecure person will hear that. 
And then they will try to get ahead of you and dig holes, brother. Brother, hear me. They'll try to get ahead of you and dig holes. You know why? So as you're walking, you can fall off in a hole that they've dug for you. But can I show you something about David why he wasn't afraid to walk in this valley? Can I show y'all something? I need y'all help. Can I show you this? Can I show it to you? All right, you ready? Now, now watch it. I need two brothers to help me. Two brothers. Brother Paul, come on, help me, Doc. Come on. Thank you. Now, week one, two, and three. Well, let me say it this way. In the English language, there are three tenses. All right? There are three. That is the first person, the second person, and what? The third person. The first person is what? Who's talking. The second person is who they're talking to. And the third person is who they're talking about. Can I say it to you one more time to help you? The first person is who's talking. The second person is who they're talking to. The third person is who they're talking about. Here's what's interesting. The first three verses are in the third person. That is who he's talking about. You ready? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, third person, makes me lie down in green pastures. He, third person, leads me beside the still waters. He, third person, restores my soul. What is the third person? The third person is who I am talking about. Now here it is. Why are you talking about him? I'm talking about him because he is in front of me leading me. Come on, y'all. He's in front of me leading me. So as long as he's leading me, guess what? I can talk about him third person. As long as I'm in the green pastures, I talk about him. As long as I can drink, I talk about him. As long as I'm sleeping good, I talk about him in the third person. But look at the fourth verse, and guess what? It changes from third person to second person. That is, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you second person. Here's the question. Why does he change from third person to second person? He changes from third person to second person because while everything was going good, the shepherd was in front leading. So I'm talking about him. But now that I'm down in the valley, no longer am I talking about him, but I'm talking to, to him. Because when I get in the valley, the shepherd goes from being in front of me, now the shepherd gets right beside me. So I used to talk about him, but now I can talk to him because when I was out there in the green pastures, I was talking about him because everything was going good. But now that I got some folk that's digging holes for me, now that I got people that don't want to see me succeed, now I got haters all up in my Kool-Aid, now I got people that don't like me because I'm the minister of the Avenue of Church of Christ. The Bible says that the shepherd goes from being in front of me, now the shepherd gets beside me, and I'm no longer talking about him, now I can talk. Y'all got it now, amen. Thank you, brothers, thank you, thank you. I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. And that's what you see in the story with David, y'all. David goes from talking about the Lord to saying, I ain't no longer talking about him, but Saul and got so crazy <laughs> that now I have to talk to him. Y'all, listen. You ready? Now, David, but I got a question. Why are you so comfortable that you can walk through your valley? David says, Ross, 
Preach, I can walk through my valley because number one, my shepherd is next to me. But more importantly, I know what my shepherd carries with him. David says, I shall fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So the shepherd goes from being in front of me, leading me, to now being on the side of me, protecting me. You ready? Now, as we approach an enemy, here's what my shepherd does. As we approach and my shepherd knows he sees a shadow of that enemy, now my shepherd gets in front of me and blocks me. And then he takes out his rod. Lord, have mercy. What's the rod for? I told you, the rod is for knocking stuff down. The rod is for getting stuff out of your way. The rod is for getting people that are trying to assassinate you out of your way. The rod is for getting folk that's hiding off in holes out of your way. The shepherd has the tools around him to take care of whatever situation you find yourself in. But not only does my shepherd have a rod to protect me, but my shepherd, or rather a rod to protect me, but my shepherd also has a staff. Now, Ross, what is a staff for? The staff is designed, it's real long. Y'all yeah, seen them before, they real, they real, real long. Real long stick. It's designed to keep me in line. Lord, have mercy. That is, even though it's enemies up ahead, I got to make sure I stay in line. In line. Amen, somebody. That even though it's some enemies up ahead, I can't get out of character and start fighting my enemies. The Lord got to keep me in line. Amen. Amen. And guess what? Even if I travel off, the Lord got the other side of the staff, that big long circle, so that even if I do wander off, he can pull me back. Amen, somebody. He can pull me back in. Thank you, my brother. He can pull me back in. Family, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me, family. Listen to me. Sometimes folk will try to kill you, not because of something you've done to them, but because you're serving God with sincerity in your heart, because you want to lift up the name of God. People will try to kill you and assassinate you, but you ready? Don't you let enemies stop you, because your shepherd will get in front of you and beside you in order to take care of you. I'm sorry, y'all. There might be folk that don't like me. It might be folk that trying to dig some holes. Dig all the holes you want. And you can try to hide all you want to, but you know what? I have a shepherd beside. Amen. Amen. There's some folk on your job. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. There's some folk on your job. They dig holes for you. You should have got the promotion three years ago. And somehow or another, they just keep on overlooking you and keep on overlooking you. And then when it's time for the promotion, they'll put, they'll put snares in your way so that you fall. They'll put more work on you so that you'll fall so they don't look like you're producing as much as an amen somebody, the next person. But guess what? That's okay. Because even though Saul still had the name king, the Lord had removed his kingship. Hey, Lord have, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Can I just say this? See, I'm going to drop this nugget right here. Do you know that the Lord will keep you in position but take your authority? Lord, have mercy. The Lord will let you keep the title, but he'll take your influence. The Lord will make it well. Won't nobody follow you. Amen, somebody. You got the title, but you were rejected a long time ago. David is in charge now. So you can sit around here mad all you want to, but you know what? The Bible says every time Saul did something to David, David made it through. Why? Because it was the Lord that was protecting him. F, hear me, hear me. As you go through your week, family, 
Be encouraged that the Lord knows where your enemies are. The Lord knows who your, you might not be able to see them. They're not visible yet. They haven't begun to cast a shadow yet. It might be some folk in your face. I'm sorry, y'all didn't know that? You do know that every pair of teeth that smile in your face, them same teeth are talking about you behind your back. But that's okay, you keep on talking. But you know what, you know what about me walking through this valley? The difference is, I'm going through the valley. Lord have mercy, come on church, I'm going through it. So you know what happens? When I get out of it, you still in that. You want to keep talking? You stay in the valley. I'm going, hey man, somebody, you keep, keep on talking. You keep doing whatever. You, dig your holes and dig your trenches. Hide behind stuff. Because guess what? I came through it. Now I'm out. Amen. I'm out of it. Why? Because the Lord has protected me. Family, listen to me. Listen to me. You got to go from the third person to the second person. When you're out there in your green pastures and you don't have many enemies, talk about the Lord. Tell people, the Lord's been good to me. He's been my shepherd. But when you get down there in your valley and your deep ravine and your dark times in your life, it's time to stop talking about him and start talking to him. And sometimes you can't call your mama. She won't understand. You can't call your daddy. He won't understand. You can't call your cousin. They don't understand. Sometimes the only person you can call is your shepherd, Jesus Christ. And what we are about to do is we are about to call on him. Amen, somebody. We're about to call on him. And if you're here this morning and you have demons, you have enemies that are hiding that you might not even know about or that you know about, and you need prayer that the Lord might protect you while you're in your valley, we'll pray. that's what you need is prayer. We'll pray for you this morning. If you're here this morning, family, and you're not a Christian, which means you have not been baptized in water for the remission of your sins, added to the body of Christ. Listen, we will baptize you this morning, and the Lord will add you to the body of Christ. But family, there are enemies present. Enemies out there waiting to, for you to come by so they can pounce on you. But I am, I am so confident that the Lord has gone from before me and now he is beside me. And there is no enemy that can come up against you that will be able to overtake you. God bless you, Avenue F, as we together stand and sing the song that has been chosen by our minister of music. God bless you, F. <laughs> 